Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Devices Podcast. I am your host, Kay Crow. Just crow to my friends, though. If you want to befriend me, you must answer my riddles three. I am Crow, and I can't shut up. Hence the podcast. Poetic Devices is a podcast about typewriters and the people who use them and about my own life as an on-demand typewriter poet. I am a poet full-time. Well, I was a poet full-time. I recently went back to grad school. And if you're interested in supporting that endeavor, this podcast or just generally getting access to writings that no one else gets to read, consider supporting me on Patreon because I want your money. And you know what costs money? Typewriters! And today we are talking about the culture of typewriters here in our own Midwestern backyard, Chicago, and just an hour and a half north in Milwaukee. Strap in, boys, girls, and not boys and not girls. We're diving in. Also, full disclosure, I am doing this all in one take. We are the one take wonders today because I'm in grad school now and I don't got time for fancy schmancy editing. Cue that intro song. Let's dive into a little bit of context about today's episode. Recently, typewriter enthusiasm in Chicago has made some news. Some typewriter poets appeared on On the Block, WGN, and on Block Club Chicago to talk about the art form. That unsuspecting reporter has touched on an entire burgeoning culture of typewriter enthusiasm here, in our very own Windy City. And I'm here to talk about it, because I can't shut up. So, let's give a brief history of typewriters in our backyard, shall we? Did you know that these illustrious devices were invented in Milwaukee? The first practical typewriter was manufactured in 1873, which is 150 years ago this year. And you can believe we celebrated that. Heck, we had a whole festival, but you can be sure I'll get into that later. Closer to home, Northern Illinois was home to the Chicago Writing Machine Company, the Emerson Typewriter Company, the Galesburg Writing Machine Company, the Oliver Typewriter Company, the Garble Typewriter Company, and the Woodstock Typewriter Company, just to name a few. The last Oliver Typewriter was produced in that factory in 1859. The last dedicated typewriter factory in the world closed in India in 2009. And also, fun fact, the term Chicago typewriter, quote-unquote, is slang for the Thompson submachine gun, a favored weapon by Prohibition-era gangsters and the like. So, as you can see, the typewriter has a long and illustrious history here in Chicago, and typewriter poetry does as well. So let's introduce, ba-ba-da-da, poems while you wait. There have been typewriter poets in Chicago for over a decade. Kathleen Rooney founded Poems While You Wait, which is a collective of on-demand typewriter poets, in 2012. Rooney also founded Rose Metal Press, a non-profit press that publishes books of hybrid genre that otherwise would likely not make it to market. 
and all of the proceeds from Poems While You Wait go to support Rose Metal Press. And the staff is entirely volunteer of Poems While You Wait, I mean. These people love poetry, love typewriters, and love donating their time to make the magic happen. Rooney has been a fixture in landmark institutions here in Chicago, such as the American Writers Museum, the Newbury Library, and the Chicago Orchestra. She is also a professor of creative writing at DePaul University. She is perhaps the granddaddy of native Chicago typewriter poets. Or, at the very least, she's the grand poobah. Poems While You Wait and Kathleen Rooney were my gateway drug into this weird and wild world. Her associate, Eric Plattner, the resident typewriter whisperer, sold me my first typewriter, a blue 1976 Brother Charger 11. I named her Azuela, and we've been inseparable ever since. Aside from Kathleen and all of them, there are other typewriter poets. Other typewriter poets have been blowing through Chicago for a long time. Eddie Cabbage, a.k.a. Poetry on Demand, used to set up regularly outside of Lady Gregory's in Andersonville. The mysterious figure of Stan the Poet has been popping up yearly like a weed on the corner of Peoria Street and Fulton Market, and he's been coming for years, just rolling into town from New Orleans. And then, just as mysteriously, he rolls out of town again once autumn comes. Others, unnamed, have stopped through like tumbleweeds before continuing on their nomad ways. People who go into on-demand typewriter poetry as a full-time job tend to live nomadically. It's very romantic. They cross the country in buses and vans, each week serving them a different sunrise over a different landscape. Personally, I own too many typewriters to successfully live out of a van. We are currently at 18 and a half typewriters. But people like Kevin Devaney and typewriter Troubadour have been successfully living the typewriter poet life on the road minimalistically for years. I admire their patience and their fortitude. I would probably get claustrophobic, but it does feel very bohemian. Of course, neither of them have yet to make it to Chicago, but boys, consider yourself invited. I personally have met no fewer than 20 typewriter poets who call Chicago home. There is an endemic love about this strange ephemeral art form that is very well rooted in this city, which is, of course, why it captured the attention of WGN and Block Club Chicago in the first place. Reporters go gaga every time they encounter typewriter poetry in the wild. Every time they stumble upon it, it is with the miracle of fresh discovery. And speaking of miracles, let's talk about Wonder. Specifically, the Wonder Museum. The Wonder Museum is basically one gigantic interactive Instagram photo op. You play with the walls, you dance with the light up floors, you touch the art. It lights up, it sparkles, it glitters, it's very photogenic. It is best known for hosting exhibits by Yayoi uh, Kusama. It held one of her famous mirrored infinity rooms, but now it holds one of her polka dot exhibits. This weird and wonderful place has hosted a small population of native typewriter poets since the late 2010s. 
The Wonder Museum is a bizarre ecosystem that has managed to host this endangered species in a sheltered glen. They have recently redoubled their repopulation efforts, and the museum now hosts a staff of no fewer than five typewriter poets, of which I am one. We all get coffee together, aware that we are the last of our kind. No, I'm kidding. I'm being dramatic. Imagine Steve Irwin coming into the Wonder Museum like, all oh, these buttes, these typewriter poets... I won't subject you to my Australian accent, but let's just call that a day. So these typewriter poets were largely insulated inside the museum. They were by and large unaware of the larger typewriter poet cottage industry across the U.S. And they didn't realize there were poets who did it full time. That was until my instigating ass showed up. With some of my inevitable meddling, I encouraged a few of them to gather up some materials and take to the streets. A few of them have, albeit sporadically. Prior to my arrival, the Wonder Typewriter Poets had been subject to the misfortune of buying newly minted typewriters from Amazon. Those damn things got crusty, crunchy, and sticky in all of the worst ways and ceased to function within a year. Don't worry, I got them some machines from the 1960s and 70s, a Royal Futera and a Smith Corona Clipper, and it's running much better now. It is my opinion, after that brief sidebar, uh, that Chicago needs more typewriter poets. In fact, everywhere needs more typewriter poets. That said, even though I know over 20 local typewriter poets, I know none that do it full-time. Even I recently ceased being full-time, because I made the dubious decision to go back to grad school. Albeit, I did so to get my MFA in creative writing, so perhaps I drank a bit too thoroughly of the typewriter poetry Kool-Aid. Speaking of creative writing, let's pivot to Lucas Dahl and his short story contest. It's not just poets who love typing on-demand poems on typewriters. There is an underlying enthusiasm for these machines themselves that make them Vehicles for discovery. In the Chicago suburbs, Lucas Dull has been repairing typewriters out of his garage for years. And he has a waiting list 50 people deep. I know, I've tried to get on it. There are several other typewriter repair people in the Chicagoland area who are kept busy by enthusiasts who need their machines spruced up or overhauled. Personally, my repair guy is up in Zion. These machines are still deeply relevant to the public consciousness. To highlight that fact, Dole has a short story contest every year. Participants are encouraged to write a short story on the typewriter and then submit it for consideration. This year's theme reads as follows, quote-unquote, picturesque. Write us a short work of fiction about something extraordinarily idyllic a story of passion, nostalgia, or dreams. Enter by the deadline for a chance to win this beautiful Olympia SM9. The contest is set to open September 1st to September 20th, 2023. Or is it September 30th? I don't know. Whoops. And the prize is, of course, a typewriter. The contest has been running for several years now, and Dull is doing his part to keep the spark of typewriter love burning. And speaking of that spark, let's talk about some local typewriter meetups. There are typewriter nerds aplenty here in Chicago, if that has not been evidenced abundantly by the fact that the repair people are kept so damn busy. I know. 
I have seen these people. Not just the repair people, I have seen the enthusiasts. I have put out my collection of typewriters, and the geeks have emerged from the woodwork. In 2023 and in 2022, I hosted typewriter events uh, with my former collective. We would bring out anywhere from 12 to 25 machines, load them up with paper, and just let people play. That event in 2022 was called Typewriter Tuesday and was held mostly at Books for Cause, this tiny free bookstore in Avondale. Literally all the books in there are free. Just walk in and take some. This year, I continued hosting typewriter events under the rebranding of the Traveling Typewriter Lounge. For as long as I have been hosting typewriter events, people have been coming. People from all walks of life. Queers, neurodivergent people, children, the elderly. The typewriter is accessible to almost anyone. Since I started grad school, unfortunately, the Traveling Typewriter Lounge has gone on hiatus and will remain so until 2024. But still, people are carrying on the torch. Typewriter enthusiast and fellow attendee of Milwaukee QWERTY Fest, who also hosts the WordFetty Open Mic, will be hosting a typewriter meetup at Afro Joe's on the south side of Chicago in October. And it's nice to know that even if I stop hosting typewriter events, there will be other people whose geekery will keep the passion alive. As an aside, the Wonder Museum may also be hosting a typewriter-themed poetry event sometime in the near future. I will keep you abreast of current developments. Another fun aside is the fact that there is a television show, a South Korean drama called Chicago Typewriter. Perhaps that is the reason Lucas Dole had to name his business Typewriter Chicago. If you enter the the first one into Google, the only entries that come up are for the television drama. I have never watched this drama, but its popularity has greatly stymied my ability to search for typewriter repair people near me. Which is, indeed, a very niche problem to have, isn't it? The show covers the topic of freedom fighters in in Korea, and as such, the drama gets its name from the slang term Chicago typewriter, referring to the machine gun. Al Capone would be so proud. You know, I wonder if Al Capone ever used a typewriter, and if so, what model? Hmm. Speaking of old black and white times when people talked funny, the typewriter was invented 150 years ago, and as such, we're going to talk about QWERTY FEST! The typewriter culture in Chicago is long-standing and has recently started to put out even more fruit. Our sister city, Milwaukee, is where the typewriter was invented, after all. And you can be damn sure that I will be teaching another creative typewriting workshop at the Milwaukee QWERTY Fest 2024. I hope that the typewriter enthusiast community between these two cities will lead to a bridge of typewriterly love. QWERTY Fest happened in June 2023 and will happen again in June of 2024. As I've stated before, this was the century and a half mark for the creation of the first commercially viable typewriter, created by Christopher Latham Scholes and Carlos Glidden. Scholes never got rich off the typewriter, but we'll save his sob story as the topic for another day. QWERTY Fest itself was an absolute madhouse in the best possible ways. Typewriter enthusiasts came from all over the Midwest. Some typewriter poets came up from New Orleans. Typewriter lounge jazz set happened with the typewriter performing percussion. 
There was a typewriter poetry game show called the Clackathon. I personally taught a creative typewriting workshop at the Bindery, which is a book binding space. QWERTY Fest also puts out QWERTY Quarterly, which is a typewriter-themed publication that supports the festival's production budget. I recently had a piece published in their fall 2023 edition. Ironically, it was the insult letter that I wrote in the 2023 Clackathon. Purchase your copies today! QWERTY Fest probably deserves its own episode, and sometime this winter I will probably give it one. But till then, I'm also teaching a creative typewriting class at the Evanston Writers Workshop in November. If you're interested in that or in one-on-one coaching, drop me a line at thetravelingtypist.com, because I am all for shameless self-promotion. Enter close today on this slightly abbreviated but still baked with love episode, I want to tell you about the Chicago model typewriter. Pause this recording, go to Google, and search Chicago model typewriter. Pause. Don't worry. I'll wait. And you're back. Lovely. So as you can see, this sexy little machine is quite seductive, isn't she? Maybe our affinity for the machine comes from the Chicago model typewriter, which was created by the Chicago Writing Machine Company in the late 1800s. There was a proliferation of typewriter companies in northern Illinois during the industry's height, but the typewriter that bears the name of our city stands out as a bit of a maverick, to quote antiquetypewriters.com. There are no type bars on the Chicago typewriter, but instead a type cylinder is used. This is a cylinder about the size of one's little finger with the characters of the keyboard cast into its surface. The type cylinder moves back and forth and rotates into position when typing. And then a small hammer strikes the back to push the paper and ribbon against the selected character on the type cylinder to make an impression. The way it was built is just a little different, and the way Chicago is built is also just a little bit different. We're a strange city. We're the third largest city by population in the U.S., but we are not L.A., and we are definitely not New York. We are perhaps the largest, most underrated city in the country. When the Chicago typewriter was originally listed, it sold for $35. Its selling slogan was, quote, The ability of your fingers to perform rapidly can never equal the capacity of the Chicago to execute quickly. And execute, we Chicagoans shall. That sounded a bit ominous, but you get the spirit of what I meant. So, as you can see, Chicago and the Midwest have a deep love for the typewriter. And, of course, I try to have my fingers in as many of the typewriter enthusiast pies as possible. Do not worry. I sanitize my fingers before I put them into the pies, but as you can see, the passion is not just mine, but it belongs to the whole community. And with that, I have been Kay Crow, and this has been the Poetic Devices Podcast. If you are interested in supporting my work, this podcast, or just in general throwing a big old middle finger to the man by helping someone be a full-time poet under the burning reign of capitalism, Find me on Patreon, sign up for my newsletter, and just in general, write more poems for the people. Stay poetic out there, y'all.